0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I hope everyone had a delightful Thanksgiving and took a little time to think about a few of the things we can be grateful for at this time of year and throughout the seasons. Don't forget that the winter magazine from Sit Still My Daughter is available as well as those $5 deals. Both links will be in the show notes. Your purchase helps support this ministry in continuing to encourage the hearts of women with the truth of God's word. For today we are back in our study on the daughters of eve and will be looking at a woman who was literally scraping the bottom of the barrel her story is found in first kings 17 as elijah walked into king ahab's palace to inform him that no rain will fall unless he says so which of course does not make him popular with anyone elijah was instructed to hide by a brook and was given food through ravens who were commanded by god to feed him. But as the drought took hold, the brook dried up and the ravens stopped coming. God then gave Elijah some new orders in verse 9. Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Something interesting to note is the phrase, I have commanded. This was used in verse 4 about the ravens and now is being used in reference to the widow this word commanded means appoint or set in order think about that for a moment this woman who was not a jew or believer had been appointed to take care of elijah and she didn't even know it take a moment and consider this is there someone god has appointed you or me to help to care for to minister to god makes no mistakes as we see in the next verses so he arose and went to Zarephath and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks and he called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but an handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make it for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And that was verses 10 through 14. Let's pause and put ourselves into the story. This man, who seems to come out of nowhere, approaches this woman and her son as they gather sticks and asks for water. Notice that in the midst of a drought, she doesn't hesitate to give him a drink. But when he adds a request for food, she stops. Her choice of words is interesting. As the Lord thy God liveth. She doesn't know who his God is, but perhaps this was her way of emphatically telling him that what she was going to say was not an exaggeration. She only had enough meal and oil to make one more meal for her and her son, and then they were going to starve to death. This poor widow had not only scraped the bottom of the barrel, but also her last supply of hope. Try to process what she was saying. I am gathering sticks for my last meal. I am telling you that we are going to die because there is nothing left. And we have no idea how this sounded. We don't know if there was fear, sadness, tears. We are not told how her son responded as his future was cut short. Her words were ones of despair and utter hopelessness. She had done all she could to survive. And now it seemed the battle was over. Which is why her response to what Elijah says next is almost unbelievable. His first words were to not fear. He understood that she was afraid, but what he was asking her to do was not to trust in him, but in the God of Israel, the neighboring country. He tells her to go and make a meal for her son and her, but first make him one. While it may seem selfish, there is a purpose. It was a request of trust and faith. She had no idea that God had selected her to be the channel of provision for Elijah. Only he had been told. She had not witnessed any of the miracles in Israel, and it is likely that she didn't believe in this God. But the decision to heed this stranger's request would be the key to her survival, a monumental step of faith. That alone is a conviction to us who know God, who read his word and have seen him answer prayers and provide for our needs. This woman's response is in verses 15 and 16. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah and she and he and her house did eat many days and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the crews of oil fail according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. God provided just as he had said through Elijah, but in truth, they all ate because she acted in faith on the word of this stranger who served a God that was foreign to her, but she was about to know him a whole lot more. Before we move into that though, I want to emphasize the point of her being a channel of provision. It was not Elijah telling her of God's provision, rather it was her choice to act that allowed them all to eat during the famine and drought. Can I challenge us to think about what God has asked us to do? maybe it is something huge like this woman to take a step of faith and help someone not knowing if there will be enough for ourselves or maybe it is something completely different the point is god often uses people to answer someone's prayer he has appointed us to do so but we have to be willing to act what would have happened if she'd said no would they all have starved i am sure god would have continued to provide for elijah in a different way but this woman would have missed out on God's miraculous provision. May we be women who are willing to step beyond what we can see and trust in the goodness of our God. May we be women who are willing to be used by God as he leads people into our life. People, he has appointed us to help, to be an answer to their prayer. But in order to be sensitive to his leading, we need to spend time in the quiet place, learning to hear his voice by choosing to sit still. Now, I want to move further into her story by reading verses 17 and 18, and it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house fell sick and his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And she said to Elijah, what have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? We don't know how long he has been with her, but this widow's son, her only child, became so ill that he died. And she poured out her hurt to the nearest person which happened to be elijah i don't condemn her for her actions one she has just lost her son and in many ways her security for the future which could cause her to be scared and two no mother wants to be left to bury her child she was hurt and it led to angry accusations and internal reflections she thinks that her son's death might be due to a past sin And isn't that a typical response from us? We ask why. We begin to list all the past sins, wondering if God is punishing us for something we did. Job's friends made the same argument when their friend lost everything. But just as they were wrong, so are we. Many times, God does not allow suffering because of something we did. There are moments of course that there is a direct link such as the death of David and Bathsheba's baby because of their sin but this is not always the reason notice though that she is not the only one to ask why listen to verses 19 and 20 and he said unto her give me thy son and he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourn by slaying her son? Even Elijah asked why. Why, Lord, have you brought evil upon this woman, the one whom I'm staying with, the one who has taken me into her home? He didn't understand. And notice there is no reprimand from God regarding the why. Sometimes I think... We are afraid to ask why, even though it's knocking around in our minds, we never verbalize it to God. I have gone through this myself. I was afraid to give voice to my thoughts in prayer. But as I began to study prayer in the Bible, I noticed there are several who ask why, who voice their questions and even frustrations without reprimand. I believe that it is sometimes needful. To bring our questions to God, whether they are for instruction or out of sorrow and hurt. God is big enough to handle it all. Over and over, we read in Psalms of David's questions about why the heathen rage or the wicked seem to enjoy success. Moses asked questions of God and did more than his fair share of frustration and venting. Rarely do we read of God reprimanding him unless it was done in doubt. Can I encourage you to take your questions to God? All of them. Can I let you in on a little secret? He already knows about them. He heard them bouncing around in your brain, and he is the only one who can help. Often after David vented in the Psalms, he shifted his focus to what he knew was true about God. And we can too. We can come to him with our questions, concerns, cares, and even ask the requests that are born out of these emotions, just as Elijah did in verse 21. And he stretched himself upon the child three times. And cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. He begs God to breathe life back into this boy, to give him back to this widow, who had been nothing but good to him. And we read the rest of the story in verses twenty two through twenty four. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came into him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child, and brought him down out of the chamber into the house, and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. God heard his voice. He heard the request and answered it to the letter. The soul returned to the boy, and he was restored to the mother. But notice the final verse. Now by this... I know that thou art a man of God. She had witnessed the God of Israel provide for her physical need of food every day. And yet that was not enough to convince her that Elijah served God and that God's words were truth that he had uttered. It took the death and resurrection of her son to convince her of who he really was. Could that be the answer to the why? Now she believed what he said was true, which meant that every word from and about the Lord, she would take as absolute truth. I am sure that they had conversations about God, but she may not have believed it until now. My friends, God never does anything without reason. There is no suffering we have experienced that is wasted or pointless. It all has purpose. And for this woman, the death and restoration of her son could have led her to believe in God, to become a believing Gentile. We're not told that. But it is possible because of what she went through. We may not know the immediate reason for our suffering or pain or loss, but we can cling to the truth of our God that he never inflicts it without reason. Ones we may not see right now or until we get to heaven, but it is there. We just have to trust him. And again, this trust comes when we, yes, sit still. When we dwell in the quiet place and study His Word, we cannot trust someone we don't know. And the only way to know God is to be still, to stop what we are doing and live in His presence. Please don't underestimate your quiet time. It is essential that we make it a priority. I promise it is time well spent. And this is where we will end today's episode. Don't forget to check out the $5 page on the website. And if you haven't gotten your copy of the newest issue from Sit Still My Daughter, there is a link in there as well just for you. I hope you have a wonderful day, my friends. And may we continue to go deeper in our study of the Word of God by learning to sit still.